All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights, the only show dedicated to helping you learn both the technical and non-technical aspects of investment banking. My name is Alex Mason and I am your host. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm grateful that you're here with me today. We're talking about the technicals of the investment banking process. We've been going through this journey, learning about all sorts of things, things like accounting basics, discounted cash flow analysis, valuation, enterprise equity value, and we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going and pass the 100 episode mark, which I am very proud of uh, that that we've done that successfully. And I've got hundreds more for you. Trust me. <laughs> I'm not I'm not ready to stop. Not even close. So thanks for joining me for the ride. For today's episode, we're talking about still within the domain of discounted cash flow. We talked about WAC a lot and we talked about cost of equity. Well, today's topic is related to cost of equity. And the question specifically is this, what is the relationship between debt and cost of equity? Debt and cost of equity. Now we know that in the WAC equation, both the cost of debt and cost of equity come into play, right? those two things, are they independent of each other? Or is there some kind of dependency between the debt cost of a company and the equity cost of a company? Hmm, very good question, right? Well, here's the thing. When a company has debt, in general, this doesn't really raise any red flags, right? Debt on the balance sheet of a corporation is very typical, as companies use leverage as a tool to do things like expand their operations, improve the efficiency of their business, or maybe they just want to transfer money to shareholders in the form of share buybacks or dividend payments. But when the company has too much debt, that's when things become a problem. And the reasoning is this. It's just like if you or I borrow too much money in our personal finances it limits the company's flexibility because it has interest and principal payments that it then becomes obligated to. And if you have too much of that, it's definitely a bad thing. So borrowing money is essentially a way of getting cash now, but the price is that it obligates future cash flow to somebody else. So if a company's cash flow starts to be taken up more and more, by payments to debt holders, that can be a bad thing. And remember that cost of equity reflects the risk that equity investors see in a company's stock, right? It's all about the risk of that equity. So if the balance sheet is unhealthy and the business has too much debt, then that increases the risk to the shareholders. So you see the connection here now? Therefore, cost of equity generally increases as a company's debt load increases. So if there's a higher level of debt, cost of equity generally increases because the company can be considered more risky. And then the opposite is also true. If a company's debt balance goes down, cost of equity will probably go down too because shareholders or potential equity investors will view the company as being more fundamentally sound from a financial perspective, more financially healthy, and therefore less risky. So they're willing to pay less for that equity. 
or I should say the cost of that equity is lower. So that's the difference. Cost of equity goes up if a company has too much debt. If, if debt rises, if debt falls, cost of equity goes down. So that's the concept here with cost of equity. Next time, we're going to talk about cost of equity, but in a different light related to this concept of dividends. So join me next time on Investment Banking Insights for that. This is Alex Mason. I'm your host, and I'll see you next time.